Welcome back to the Knock On Sports, and joining us right now on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline to talk all things Montana State football, it is John Miller from Montana Sports down there in Bozeman. John, it is great to chat with you once again, man. Thank you so much for the time. Yeah, man, it's been far too long, you know. Lots has, a lot has gone on since, you know, we talked for double-A football, but uh, let's get to it. Yeah, absolutely. Lots to break down. You've been a very busy man, and let me just start there. Well, I know Brent Vegan had his press conference yesterday, his official one. I know you guys also got to ask some questions last week, but at the same time, i got to ask this question. During this whole process, you were covering mystery planes, uh, people that were, you know, taking pictures over Bozeman. What was this process like to cover it from, you know, Jeff Ch- maybe going to Boise State to, to now Brent Vegan being the head coach? I mean, it was absolutely crazy. I mean, you go, uh, it was tough to see Choke go. You first start hearing the rumors that he's going to go to Boise State, and then he's not. Is he going? Is he coming back? And then, you know, then all of a sudden he has this press conference. He's, he's, he's coming back. He's here to stay. And then literally like a week later, he's out the door, and they need to find somebody else. But, like, the process was nuts and just, tracking planes i was on i can't remember i think it was flighttracker.com or something but <laughs> that was interesting to track uh to track certain things that were going on and then um it was uh it was a whole crazy process because i always felt like there's a there's a lot of names thrown out during this head coaching search and it was like well how much of this is real how much of it is fake are they really offering these guys the jobs were did they really turn it down um to me uh, it really felt like, was it, was it vegan the whole time? Because that was one of the first names that popped up, you know, from our sources. And then all of a sudden he disappeared and then it was vegan. And then it, people said, you know, it was kind of vegan the whole time. And it was like, well, you know, it's just, there's so many other names. Like they were supposedly going to hire Drevno out of USC or the former O-line coach for USC. And then that just ended, like his name just dropped off the, the hat and then it was vegan. And I just feel like there's a lot out there, but I feel like MSU ended up getting their man. Speaking to the press conference yesterday, obviously this is always key for a coach because, I mean, we're, we're really not going to see uh, what Brent Vegan's going to be able to do in terms of wins and losses until this fall. But do you feel like he said the right things? Do you feel like he won the press conference yesterday and was able to sway Bobcats fans? Okay, we can believe in this guy. Oh, yeah, I definitely – I mean, I think win is a big word. I think he definitely went up there and, and, and had a great press conference, but – Anybody can go up there and blow smoke. I think we've seen it with many coaches. Like, let's just go back to Lane Kiffin at USC or uh-huh. Tennessee and you know, all those other places he's been. But I don't know. Brent Vegan was really impressive. Uh, he inherits a great roster, and he knows they were on the verge of winning it all in 2019 before running into NDSU. But you could really feel his confidence. You could tell that he, he just cares about winning. Sure, he wants to beat the Grizz, but this is a guy who actually, you know, he said it straightforward yesterday. He wanted to be here once he heard Choate was rumored to go to uh, Boise State. So this is a guy who wants to be here and wants to win, and I think that's that's all fans, you know, can really ask for. Well, it's just interesting because I thought about this too leading to the process. Does Leon Costello try and find somebody from North Dakota State? Because that's the team that, that Montana State's run into the last two playoffs. Uh, they keep running into the Bison, and obviously the Bison are the gold standard right now. How many national championships they won, how many times they continue to be a national contender and so tough to beat. But they do end up going that route. Granted, obviously, Brent Vegan hasn't been with North Dakota State since 2013 i think that was the last time he was with him but it's just interesting that they end up getting a a bison guy here uh to lead this program now you know what's kind of interesting is yesterday vegan kind of said he kind of said that the in 2013 when bowl left to go to wyoming that he could have 
got the NDSU job and it wasn't the right time for him to be a head coach yet, which I thought, or he more insinuated that he kind of said something along the lines of that, which I thought was interesting. But when his name first popped up, I, I told one of our other MTN sports guys, I was like, well, this guy should be the guy. I mean, you look at his resume, you look at his history of coaching from NDSU to Wyoming. Uh, it's impressive. And what I thought yesterday he, he really harped on was, you know, he's won. He won at North Dakota State. He won a couple national championships. But then, you know, he kind of wanted to start something new and look at, you know, go to Wyoming. And I think he, he more was talking about how he wanted to learn how to build up a program. And that's, that's what's going to be great for him coming to, to MSU is he knows how to build a program, even though it's already pretty much built here. Uh, but he, and he's also won. So those are things that he, he really brings to the table. And then he also develops quarterbacks like Josh Allen and Carson Wentz. So, I mean, this guy to me on paper, when his first, his name first popped up, I was like, man, this, this guy looks like he would be the top candidate. If I was the AD, I'm not, I'm not Leon Costello though, but, uh, it's, uh, it seemed like the guy to go with. Right now we are with John Miller from Montana Sports as we are talking about the hiring of Brent Vegan to Montana State football. And, John, let me get your thoughts on this because you brought it up and you talked about it. He's coached great quarterbacks, obviously. Carson Wentz, Josh Allen, just to highlight a few, and those two names are really good to start with. But at the same time, we know that Montana State has struggled to get more out of their quarterback position. But they have done, Jeff Choate did so well with the lines and, and with other positions, with the defense as well, getting good skill players around uh, to make plays. So, what do you think Vegan has to do more of? Get more out of that quarterback position or make sure that the positions that are, are already really talented continue to stay that way? Yeah, I think, well, obviously, you know, I mean, even the your Tampa Bay Buccaneers proved that you went in the trenches. So, I mean, of course, you got to recruit pretty well. Uh, in the trenches, but you saw it with Cho before he left. He brought Matt McKay in for a reason from North Carolina State. Um, they were going to go that route. They wanted to pass the ball more. And I remember uh, the Big Sky Conference meetings that Cho was a part of. You know that was televised on Pluto TV. Cho pretty much just said, you know, the, the guys on his roster, pretty much outside of McKay, couldn't throw the ball, which I thought was interesting. And he goes, "We got to throw the ball if you want to win." Um, so I think you know, vegan coming in, wanting to throw the ball, he's got to. You know, a former Division One FBS quarterback in Matthew McKay. I think he's got a good head start there. Um, but it definitely starts in the trenches. But I think we're going to see a lot more passing coming out of Montana State University, more than fans are used to. It's not going to be Troy Anderson, you know, coming in for plays and, and running the ball, even though he's a heck of an athlete. John, obviously Brent Vegan starts with this, and this is very important for Bobcats fans, no question about it. Beating the Grizz is the primary goal. That's number one goal, obviously, uh, no question about that. But do you feel like there's a lot of pressure on Vegan in year one to grab the win over the rival in the first year? Because we saw with Jeff Choate, you know, during their struggles early on, those wins over the rival were very, very important, alleviating some pressure. So do you think there's a lot of pressure on him right now to be able to beat the Grizz and at least move this streak to five yeah i mean you know no matter how much you how the year goes i mean they could go undefeated or they could win you know four or five games if you beat the grizz i think all is forgiven so i think if he beats the grizz uh, you know five in a row that's a big thing as long as they control the state he talked about it yesterday we got to control the state he loved watching the volleyball team beat up on the grizz so he definitely knows about this rivalry uh, he made fun of the media a little bit yesterday because we didn't really mention it or even get to ask the question at his first press conference uh, last week. But this is a team built for a good FCS run, and, you know, he wants to beat the Grizz, but I think, you know, his eyes on the prize. He, he keeps bringing it up. He wants a national championship here in Bozeman. 
You know, he, he had three of them himself at North Dakota State. John, have you had a chance to hear from any of the players yet on the current roster and what their thoughts on the new head coach? I've not been able to talk uh, to any players, but I have talked to a couple of recruits. Um, when, when he was first hired, uh, I talked to a couple of recruits. I'm not going to name any names here, throw any kids under the bus, but they seem pretty pumped. They seem very excited. Uh, they didn't know too much about him. Obviously, FCS football and an offensive coordinator coming from Wyoming, they might not. But um, I know Vegan talked to the recruits last Saturday. Uh, he had a Zoom with all of them. And he said it went really well. But the recruits I talked to seemed pretty excited. And, you know, there's guys like uh, Ken Iden, who's who took a picture last weekend with, with BJ, uh, with, you know, the special teams coordinator. And it seems like these guys are all on staff. We haven't seen – they're all on board. We haven't seen any players besides, you know, one cornerback uh, enter the transfer portal. So it's going to be really interesting to see. But I think everybody's on board, and I think – his track record that he already has, I think kids are excited to you know play under him. Then looking at uh, his staff, we've already seen some changes. What's the latest? Uh, who's going to be joining this staff at Montana State? Well, Taylor Housewright's going to come in as the offensive coordinator. He's coming in from Oregon where he was an offensive analyst, but he spent some time with Beacon in Wyoming. He was, the, uh, assi- he was a graduate assistant working with the running backs and tight ends during his one season with Wyoming before he left for Oregon. Um, so that's the history's already there. You kind of feel bad for Udy because he came in obviously to be the offensive coordinator. But with uh, Eric Frazier leaving his wide receivers coach, it sounds like Justin Udy uh, is going to fill that role now that Frazier's with the Tennessee Titans. Um, on the defensive side, we got Freddie Banks. He's coming in uh, with lots of experience for FCS at the FCS and FBS levels, uh, coming in from the University of Nevada as the defensive coordinator. He's coming in to replace Ione. Um, it's unknown, you know. It's really tough to judge what how he's going to run a defense. But I thought the big thing yesterday was it was kind of shocking. Was Byron Hout tweeting out that he was gone, the defensive line coach, and you know our Ashley Washburn yesterday was the first to confirm that he was already being replaced by Sean Howe from USC. Um, Howe, you know, played at Rocky Mountain College, so he's got that Montana connection. He played in the early 2000s, but that was that was to me that was super interesting that Howe was already out the door when he's had a lot of success of building up that defensive line in Montana state. John, my final question for you here before we turn to some high school hoops, uh, obviously the spring season, we know that usually in a normal year, there'd be some kind of spring football to give us an idea of what this team might look like under Brent vegan. There's obviously the possibility of being able to play games. We know the Grizz have already scheduled a couple, or at least one for sure. Are we going to see Montana State utilize the spring at all in terms of doing any kind of football activities, whether it be a game or some kind of scrimmage? Yeah, I'm not sure about the games or scrimmages. I know Leon Costello in the past has left that up. Um, so, you know, if they maybe want to play Tech or Western, they could. Uh, but I think that's doubtful. I think now they're just going to – Vegan said it yesterday. They're going to get – you know, they're going to ramp up uh, for a spring season. They're going to have a regular spring schedule. So I think that's what we'll see, and I think they're going to implement their system. And to me, um, I know they haven't said they're not going to do any scrimmages, but I would be shocked if they scrimmaged, uh, you know, one of those NAIA teams. Right now, my featured guest is John Miller from Montana Sports. We're going to talk some high school hoops, get his thoughts on the Eastern AA next here on the Knock on Sports. Think about where you were one year ago today. What were you planning for? Whether or not you planned for a new challenge, you got it. And most importantly, you succeeded. Cooking at home, learning at home, and banking at home. 
At Whitefish Credit Union, we understand you've been through a lot. And as you move through the year, just know we'll be right there at your side. This year, next year, and always. Whitefish Credit Union. Subject to membership eligibility. We only have a couple weeks left in the high school basketball season before we get to the postseason. And joining me on the Whitefish Credit Union Hotline to break down the Eastern AA, it is John Miller from Montana Sports out there in Bozeman. He's had a chance to see some pretty good teams out east. Unfortunately, out here on the west, because of no non-conference, we haven't had a chance to see any of these eastern teams. Uh, but, John, let's just start here. Give us an idea. What is the Eastern AA looking right now? Are we seeing some parity, or are we seeing uh, one or two teams really stand out? Well, I think you're seeing a lot of parity at the top. I think there's three teams who are playing really well. You got Great Falls High, you got Billings Skyview, and then you have Bozeman High. Bozeman High is really coming together, even with the split, losing some very good players to Gallatin High uh, for some juniors that would have had uh, who would have made some noise probably for them this year. But to me, uh, Great Falls High, Skyview, and Bozeman are the top three, and any one could make a run in the state tournament. When you have had a chance to see these teams here, who's really impressed you? Oh, man. It, it, to me, I, I've been impressed with this team since I first got here last year. It's, it's got to be great ball. Uh, Drew Wyman, that kid is just an animal in the post. He can dunk. He can shoot the three. And then you have Torgerson to pair with him. You know, he's a stellar point guard. He's not just a, a crazy good wide receiver for great, for great balls high. He can, he can play great point guard. He can shoot. Uh, he can drive to the rim. I think Great Falls High has just got a great team. You know, they made it pretty far in the state tournament last year. I think they got a good shot to win it this year if they get hot. And then looking at uh, Bozeman and Skyview, I mean, you got to talk about how good Great Falls is, but who are some of the guys that are really standing out that you've seen individually for those teams? Uh, Bozeman High, to me, it's Ty Hughes. I mean, Ty Hughes, you know, his dad coached at Montana State. His brother plays for Montana Tech or Montana Western. I think it's Tech, but that kid can shoot the three at any time, and they kind of come and go um, as he goes. So if Ty Hughes is getting shut down, they're going to get shut down. Their post play is still pretty young. Um, they have Jackson Basie, who's about six foot five, six foot six, about two hundred pounds. He can use a little more weight on him if they want to make some noise. And I think that's for Bozeman, that could be their big downfall is their lack of post play because they have guys who can just shoot ridiculously. Their guard play, they could play a lot of great defense. But if they meet up with somebody who who's got great post play, somebody who can really back back you down. We saw when they lost to Gallatin, they just couldn't handle um, somebody like Ryland Schlepp. Ryland Schlepp, you know, he's going to go on be a great football player at the D1 level, but, you know, he's 6'5", 240 pounds, and Bozeman couldn't handle it. He was a junior, and it was a team of juniors and below, and they lost that game. But So I think Bozeman could have some, some trouble if they run into good post play. And then Billy Skyview, they're just an all-around good team. You know, they lost – I forgot what that guy's name they lost last year because I was so new, but they're still a team that, that that's pretty well intact from last year, and um, they, they can make some noise as well. But obviously there's some good teams in the Western AA – uh, as such as Missoula Sentinel. So uh, it'll, it'll be interesting. I think whoever gets hottest is going to have a chance. John, looking at that 4C, because we know four teams from the East, four teams from the West will make it, what's that race looking like as that potential fourth team in the East? The fourth team in the East, oof. I mean, it's it's pretty much looking uh, like Billing Senior is the team that's going to make it in. You know, right now they currently sit at 6-3, and three, um, and they have a lot of guys, you know, from the football team, who are actually playing pretty well. So uh, that's that's a team, you know, um, that's a team who could make some noise. There's some great post play uh, at Billings Senior uh, that uh, that I'd like to see, you know, if they, they were healthy. A couple of their guys have been injured, and especially in their game against Bozeman. Um, you know, if they, if they if they 
are healthy, they could they could make some noise. Switching it over to the girls real quick, uh, John, just give us your assessment on there. What's the top teams who are standing out in the Eastern Double A on the girls' side? On the girls' side, I mean, Bozeman is always good. I mean, Bozeman started off a little slow, but Billings West is, you know, they're an undefeated team right now, and it's currently sitting at ten and zero. But then you kind of got a log jam there in the middle with Bozeman, Billings, Skyview, Great Falls. You know, Bozeman kind of started off kind of slow, but they've really started to come on as of late and, you know, they could get a boost here. Um, there's a rumor Eddie extra might be coming back. Um, but we'll, we'll see if that, that comes to fruition. Obviously she's coming back from tearing her ACL in the, mm. one of the first soccer games of the season. So that one's pretty tough, but you know, if she gets healthy, that's a team, that's a team who can make some noise. My feature guest is John Miller from Montana sports. John, if they want to follow your work, how can they do that? I'll uh, go to montanasports.com or follow me at John. Uh, John Miller at KBZK. John, really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight as always. Stay warm there in Bozeman. Look forward to chatting with you again soon, my friend. Thanks, Anthony. Thanks for having me on. You have a great day.